make it there and can make it back. Salutations and shit, folks. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of your new favorite travel podcast, Travel and Shits. Where I, your host, D. Carrie, have an experiential conversation about the nuanced ways that travel intersects with regular life. Um, happy to have you. As always, that hasn't changed, nor will it ever. I um, want to congratulate the winner of the last giveaway, and I would have been smart for writing this kid's name down, but I didn't. I'll get around to that. But thank you for those of you that participated in the last one, and I hope that you will to hope that you will continue to participate because I am really enjoying a little bit of the give back. Uh, so. As another gentle reminder, this is all done also visually. There is a visual component to the podcast. So while I do love having your ears, your eyes can also be of use as well. Just go to the YouTube. You can Google, just put in travel and shit or go to the description box for this episode and there will be a link to the episode there. Um, it's in a nutshell. If you're watching, you would already know I've got a guest. So to my beautiful guests, thank you for joining me. If you would please introduce yourself. Hey, thank you for having me. My name is Akia and I'm the founder and designer of Akia Nicole. Akia Nicole is a resort wear brand that helps women feel beautiful while traveling. I was like, I had something else I had to say, but... <laughs> I drew, I drew a blank. It's, yes, it's a resort wear brand that helps women feel beautiful and confident while traveling. There you go. <laughs> and that it does. And I can tell you that it does because I own a Nakia Nicole piece myself. So what got you started in fashion and then what got you started in travel? Like what were, what was baby designer Akia like and what was baby traveler Akia like? So I've always loved fashion. Ever since I was a little girl, my mom will always take me shopping. She's a big shopper, so I got it from her. Um, so I've just always had a knack for like putting outfits together and like matching ever since a young age. I think in middle school, I got like best dress. Okay. And people always knew me for like the fashionista. Like I was always a fashionista, even throughout college. And then in college, um, I was thinking about designing. I went to school for fashion merchandising, which is the business side of fashion. So I wanted to work in corporate. But around my senior year, I'm like, hmm, maybe I should like dabble into design a little bit. So they had this fashion show at the end of the year. So I convinced my roommate to do it with me. Aww. And I was like, we're going to do this all white resort wear theme. I don't even know where it came from. I think maybe from the Jagged Edge video where they had the all white <laughs> I was like, yo, this is going to be lit. Like, <laughs> so, do this. so we did that show and it was amazing. I mean, everything that I learned for design was basically self-taught and just prayer because I know I was nice. doing YouTube University. Mm -hmm. um, that helped a lot. So design this collection. We got a lot of good feedback from it and people are like, hey, like you should start designing. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, you know, maybe mm -hmm. I can do it. Maybe I can't. But I think that show gave me the confidence to start creating custom pieces for like family and friends. So they would um, request dresses and such for like different occasions for like baby showers, New Year's, mm. birthdays, etc. So I kind of started there. And it wasn't until about like two or three years after I graduated, where I'm like, okay, 
maybe I should make this like a business. Like, let's get serious and have a line. Instead of doing like the custom pieces, while you can still do that, you know, we can make this a business. So that was back in 2015 where I launched an Etsy shop. And baby designer Kia <laughs> was not the same as she is now. Like I started with a holiday collection. So mm -hmm. think of like sequins, velvets, faux furs, like anything luxe, you know, that you could wear to like holiday parties and stuff. Mm -hmm. I started with that. And then my second collection was like a resort wear collection where I had like castings and kimonos. But then I went back to the holiday the next season. So I was flip-flopping between the two. And then in between, I designed some random stuff where mm -hmm. I just liked the fabric. So I didn't really have a design aesthetic and it wasn't really until I started traveling back in my first my first trip was for my 21st birthday we went to the Bahamas it was a group of us we had all just turned 21 so that was a fun trip but I believe in 2015 I went to St. Lucia because my neighbor at the time she was from St. Lucia so we went there for carnival and I made like a kimono to wear on the trip I made an outfit for carnival like it just like <laughs> opened up my world to like new experiences. So I think once I started, when I went on that trip, I was like, what if I started designing pieces to wear on vacation? Because even in the process of looking for clothes to wear, I was having a hard time finding the pieces that I wanted to wear. So Got then it. I think once after 2015 and 2016, I, I was like traveling the whole year like it was like trip come home trip come home trip come home like and I was just loving every minute of it and it's crazy because I feel like at the time that's when like the black travel movement really like mm -hmm. started like picking up on social media and I probably was one of the first out of like my friends to really be traveling and people would be like oh you know what are you doing for the summer I'm like oh I'm going on a trip and they're like you're going on a trip and I'm like yes like I don't want to go to the club. I don't want to go, you know, to this house party. I'm trying to go on a trip. Like right. people could be in it at the time. Um, but in those experiences with travel and then thinking about, about who I wanted to be as a designer, the two started to blend together where I'm like, okay, I see that black women are traveling. Maybe I can create clothes for them, you know, to help them travel because they don't really see mm -hmm. themselves in the space. I didn't see myself in the space. I didn't see myself in the fashion industry. I didn't see myself in the travel industry. But maybe I can merge my two loves together so I can be a resource so Black women can see themselves traveling, so they can see themselves living a lifestyle that they deserve, that the world has told them that they don't deserve. So what was this carnival outfit? What was that? Did you end up playing mass or did you just have like just luxury head to toe? Like what was that feel? So the carnival outfit, it was like a bikini, so it was white, but I bedazzled it. So I found like all of these different jewels and I literally like placed them on by hand. Um, and then I made like a headband. It had like feathers. Oh, then the bra, it had like fringe on it. It had all types of stuff. They thought I was in carnival. Like people are like, oh, which band are you in? And I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> what is that? And I'm like, oh, I made this. And they're like, oh, girl, you could be making all these outfits. And it was just such a fun experience just to like immerse myself in the culture. So whenever I travel, I want to immerse myself in the culture as much, much as I can. And I think just dressing up in that outfit and going down to Carnival, like that just set off the whole experience. So for, am I, so first of all, I am not a fashion girl. This is me. 
<laughs> what, give me a dad hat, a t-shirt, and some, uh, I don't know if you can see them, like some biker shorts, right? But what I love about fashion is the expression. I enjoy fashion for the storytelling. I have like one of my favorite people that I would, if I were to put like a look together, if I were to hire like a designer, I know one of the Instagram accounts that I love and follow is Tanika B. I feel like she embodies what I would absolutely want to look like if I had, if I had to open a dream closet, it would be her closet. Mad Black Designers, just color so much color but for me it's just um I don't know I think that my low-key look kind of goes with my just kind of nonchalant disposition in general right but I love being able to switch shit up the same way a cold destination is cute every once in a while and then like a hot destination, then you want something that's bars and, you know, fun and culture and walking tours. And then other times you kind of really just want to go on a nice hike or sit on the beach. Like the way that I look at my travel, I tend to kind of look at my fashions, but the only time that I necessarily, I guess, step outside of what my comfort zone in terms of just a t-shirt and like some shorts would be is if I'm going to a country where there are stricter uh, norms in terms of the way women dress. Like if I went to uh, Morocco and that was the first time I realized like how little I actually wear because I just didn't have a lot of stuff that would cover which is, you know, I don't say what's required, but what is... I guess requested to be covered. That being said, has one or the other made a change for you? Like when you, do you decide not to travel someplace where fashion or where your dress would need to be modified or do you kind of let the mood for where you're going kind of dictate what you're gonna wear? I think I let the mood for where I'm going dictate what I'm going to wear because I can pick a place and then I can find pieces or make pieces to fit the aesthetic of that place. Mm -hmm. So definitely the mood. Okay. So have you had to step outside of your fashion comfort zone for a destination before? Not really. I haven't really traveled to any strict countries. Okay. Um, I went to China for work <laughs> before where, I mean, I couldn't come looking as fly as I do, but. <laughs> okay. So you had to play it down. That counts. Mm-hmm. I had to, yeah, I had to play it down a little bit. <laughs> okay. So would you say that you tend to overpack or underpack? What kind of packer are you? I am definitely an overpacker. I believe you got to be ready. <laughs> at all times you don't know what you're gonna do you need that just in case just in case I go on a hike just in case you know the prince has a wedding and I get invited or something like, <laughs> I just always need a piece <laughs> just in case so I know that one of the well before I ask that question I'm gonna let you or I'm going to ask you 
tell us a little bit more about your brand, because I know that you mentioned that it's about making women feel comfortable and confident while they're traveling, right? But I know that one of the things that you mentioned on the live that I was on that um, a lot of it is sustainable because a lot of your pieces are custom made. Why sustainable fashion and what exactly does that mean for you? So I think the sustainability aspect, as someone that loves to travel, as someone who loves the world, what can I do to preserve it, right? So that I'm not, so that I'm doing more good than harm. So that's Mm -hmm. partly why the sustainability piece came in. And I think just from working in the fashion, in the fashion industry, apart from designing, I've just seen how much the industry wastes year after year after year. Like it's, it's crazy the amount that they waste. And I knew that when I started my business, I didn't want to waste that much stuff. So that's why I decided to start the made to order to where, you know, I only produce what's ordered. So that way I don't have a lot of inventory just sitting around collecting dust. A lot of times when fashion companies don't sell the inventory, it'll end up in landfills because Hmm. especially like high designers, they're not going to resell it to somebody else. Like they don't want no one to have it. So they just don't trash it. So I wanted to do my part to implement that sustainability piece. So sustainability for me comes in the made to order model. And then it also comes in my packaging. I pack all of my orders in eco-friendly supplies. So these are recycled materials and the mailers that I ship in, you can actually reuse those. And then after they're reused, they can be recycled. So just thinking of ways that I can care for the environment um, in my business was really important to me. Okay. Have you ever done any sustainable travel? or seeing yourself in a space where you could, um, the same way, like you do your part with fashion, like do your part in travel? Well, I guess sustainable travel would more so just be exploring locally. So instead of getting on a plane to go somewhere, just um, being able to explore the city that I'm in. Um, And I think especially with the pandemic and not being able to travel so much, Mm-hmm. Um, I've definitely stayed locally and just explored. I'm in Atlanta, by the way. So I've just been going to like different restaurants and different museums and stuff and just really getting a feel for what's in my own backyard and realizing that I don't always have to hop on a plane to go experience something new. Mm-hmm. So in that low, are you a heels everywhere kind of woman? Do you wear heels a lot? No, (laughs) because I don't know what it is, but I don't automatically correlate heels with fashion. But I think that that for me personally, that's one of like my mental blocks. I feel like so many outfits go perfect with um, with heels. Right. So are your fashions or your lines mostly I don't want to say. I don't want to say upscale, I want to dress like what's the appropriate fashion word for when niggas dress up like go out outfits or like, can I wear a pair? Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm a Chucks girl. I got a bunch of Chucks on the walls. I got a bunch of Nikes on the wall. I'm very much so, I don't, I'm not a sneakerhead at all, but I love a good pair of sneakers. In a perfect world, I too would be a sneakerhead. I just have not gotten the finances for that. And I think that that's another, I'm gonna save that question. Go ahead. So what type of, Resort, what is resort wear? Like, what does resort wear encompass? Are we wearing the um, the fluffy house slippers with the little heel, the kitten heel? Or are we doing, you know, the fluffy flat slippers with like 
because I got moo-moos. I got, you know, the auntie robes, <laughs> the Meemaw jet. Woo! Let me tell you something. I got a series of different sweaters <laughs> and like flat robes. Little spoiler, cute little story. I'll never forget. And it's one of my favorites too. You know how, I don't know how, um, like what your family dynamic is. And I never try to make, I try not to ever make assumptions, but I know like, my grandma and my mom would wear like the most unattractive shit in the house. You know what I mean? Like just there's like, you know, like the 99 cent store bath, like house shit. And so I got, my grandma bought me one. This is my dad's mom. And when I tell you, I was so hyped. Cause I was like, yo, I'm grown, grown now. I got like house shit, house shit. Like, and I love that damn house dress. And I wear that shit with pride. And I have another, she also got me one of them button up, Terry cloth, big ass coat, um, robes. Like, I don't know if y'all got like warm. It's Atlanta. In my head, Atlanta's always hot. So y'all don't got no need for sweaters and all that kind of shit, which I know to be untrue. But I too was hyped when I got that pink robe. And it was, there's nothing um, attractive about it, but it is significant. It just means a lot to me because I grew up seeing my grandmas and my mama wear just hideous shit like this. So for me, it just is very um, endearing and intrinsic, but it's also very, you know, unattractive. What is resort wear? Is that what we're thinking? Or I, I know we're not, but it's like, so for someone that this is their norm, help me out. And I'm sure I'm not the only, so don't do that. <laughs> oh. One comment. I'm sure it's unattractive, but I'm sure it's comfortable. Fuck that yes. it is. And that's probably, that's okay. probably why they had it all. <laughs> Absolutely. And exactly why I wear it also for the nostalgia. But it is comfortable as hell. You got all the room for movement. Your whole, you know what I mean? You throw what you want, pick up what you want, drop down when you're ready. You know what I mean? I stay down a little lower because <laughs> I don't got to make knees. But yes, it is comfortable. <laughs> comfortable. <laughs> So I would say resort wear traditionally are pieces that you wear on vacation. And I think back in the day, like people, when they used to go on planes, they used to dress up to get on the plane. Like they used to dress up to go on vacation because vacation was, and it still is a luxury. So just comfortable pieces mm -hmm. that you could be able to wear around your resort or your hotel while you're vacationing. For me, I think of resort wear as, you know, pieces that you can wear on vacation, but also pieces that you can lounge in at home, like this robe. Like I designed this. Because, you know, I went on vacation a few weeks ago. I went to St. Martin. I wore this robe on my balcony with a little dress. And it was so comfortable. And now I'm lounging at home. And I have my robe on. So I like to think of resort wear as versatile pieces that you can wear between home, lounging around, or your vacation. Or if you style it right, you can wear it in your everyday life. So just pieces that are going to give you that feeling, that relaxed feeling, even if you're not you know, on vacation, you're always feeling relaxed, you're always feeling comfortable, and you're always looking good. So that in mind, like, what sets you apart from other resort wear? What sets you apart from other designers? I think my eye, just for like color and prints, I think that I tend to mix a lot of color and prints. And I just have a very distinct eye, just like was searching for fabrics to wear, and just making sure that they're comfortable and things like that. I feel like some designers, I don't know. I feel like some designers follow trends where I just try to 
create pieces that women will love beyond the trend. So I don't necessarily like, oh, you know, what's on the trend? Let me design with that. But let me design a piece that I know someone is going to love in their closet for years and years to come. So what exact, what kind of, um, what do you, I guess you could say, not seasons, what uh, lines, no, not lines. When you have like, you know how you have um, fall collect, okay, collection. What different types of collections? You had started off by saying that you were doing like the holiday festive sequence. I love a good sequence. And you know what I find? I find that I buy a lot of shit that I can see myself wearing, but then don't actually do it. I love fucking sequins. I just got rid of a pair of jeans that I ordered and they were ripped up jeans, but they had sequins in the holes. I lost my shit when I saw them, ordered them immediately, loved them when they got here. Never fucking wore them. Not a single time. Also had a fly ass sequin jacket. Might actually still have it in there. Quite as it's cut. Ma, I would slide it your way, but I know you ain't wearing no fucking sequins. But, and it's, I, I find that I buy what like I aspire myself to put together when like in my head I'm telling myself oh I'm gonna go here I'm gonna do that or I'm it's a it's a plan right but then it never happens so that's one thing that I like about this collection that you have in particular because while you do have that opportunity to feel very luxurious and opulent on your vacations you can still wear the shit at home like it doesn't have to be a special occasion kind of piece but do you still do special occasion pieces? Do you do like the resort wear? Is there like another collection? What is your um, layout or I guess like your schematic for the different types of pieces that you may make for your customers? So I haven't necessarily done like holiday stuff um, in a couple of years, but I do some custom pieces. So there are women that still want pieces. So I'll just do like one-off pieces for them, which you won't see on my website um, mm -hmm. because they're just custom designs. Um, I think going forward, it's been a little weird because I think just transitioning into resort wear, um, I'm starting to get more of a rhythm going. So the latest collection that I did that was, you know, like a lounge where it was called a staycation collection because I knew a lot of people weren't traveling. People were staying at home. So feel good pieces you could wear at home. But when it is time to pop out, put them on, put them in your suitcase and y'all could go out. Um, so I think going forward, I think it's going to have that same element because a lot of us are still spending time. We are still spending time at home and we want to look good and feel good at home. So I think just carrying that momentum through you know, I'm still thinking I might have to throw a little sequence in there because maybe we could do a sequence robe or something just like because you can still wear that on vacation because you mm -hmm. can tie it. You know, if you belt it, you can wear that as a dress out to dinner. So right. just I think for me, it's just thinking of those versatile pieces where she can wear at home and then she can wear on vacation where she can really maximize um, those pieces and get her money's worth. Other than um, St. Lucia, have you had any inspiring trips like different vacations or travel experiences that lended some type of inspiration to your designs so personally I love to travel to like tropical destinations that's just me I love a good beach I love to see the palm trees anything like that 
Um, I went to San Juan, Puerto Rico, a couple years ago. And just to see, like, the colors, especially, mm-hmm. like, in old San Juan, just the colors of, like, the buildings and stuff, that always inspires me because it allows me to see how different colors pair together. So while somebody might be like, oh, that's a pretty building, I'm looking like, oh, well, what color is the mailbox? And what color is the window shutter? Like, how is that white pairing with the blue, like, I don't like I just really love color and just seeing like that architect it brings like fresh inspiration instead of looking to see like oh you know what's on the runway like okay what color is this house how could I incorporate it into my design so I think just anywhere that's like colorful that Mm -hmm. always tends to give me like new inspiration for my collection have you ever had to like not had to, but have you had the experience where you traveled to showcase fashions at all? Or have you felt the, um, the opportunity to not have to tone down or work appropriatize your outfit? Have you gotten like, what kind of trips have you gone on where you've been able to like show out and be at full fashionista Akia mode? I would say even my recent trips so I would say my trips in the past like this is probably this collection is probably like my biggest one um because with resort wear I was kind of just designing like you know a couple pieces maybe like one or two pieces so I never got to wear like a key and Nicole for the whole vacation so when I went to St. Martin a couple weeks ago I wore a key and Nicole the whole week and it was cool because like I'm getting breakfast. People are like, oh, my goodness, I love your casting. And I'm like, oh, girl, I made it. And they're like, what? You did? So it really just helped to, like, spark conversation. And it made me realize that women need these pieces because a lot of them are saying, hey, this is perfect. I'm sure it's comfortable, especially in this hot weather. So it gave me, like, some customer feedback without even having to, like, dig for it, without even having to ask for that. People are just making assumptions based. And I'm like, okay, this is what women want. So, you know, I'm on the right path. So I think definitely this trip, it allowed me to show up and show out. Have you had any like fashion faux pas that you've had to fix at like the last minute while traveling? Not necessarily faux pas, I get I it. Think- but like an accident, like, you know, like a nip, not, not even like a nip slip, but like shit go wrong with the outfit that you've had to come through in the clutch. I would, not necessarily on vacation, but I would say usually the night before I'll be like, oh, I wanted to make this outfit and I'll be sitting here making an outfit the night before I'm about to travel. And it, I don't know why I'm like this. I made like, I went to Jamaica a couple years ago. I made a whole outfit the night before the trip. Like I stayed up and made the outfit. <laughs> you had to bring so that I vision to like, life. That, <laughs> that's me. It's just the last minute, like, Oh, you know, I forgot to hem those pair of pants. Like, let me let me go ahead and hem these. And it'll be the night before. And I'm just like, you had these pants mm-hmm. for how long? Why didn't And you, you knew <laughs> they needed to be hemmed for a long time. Have you had yep. <laughs> any type of inspiration while you were at a location that like had you making something on a trip? Have you ever had to, well, not had to, have you had the opportunity to throw something together while you've been abroad? No, no, I haven't. And that's because I don't take my sewing machine with me because mm-hmm. that, <laughs> I feel like when I'm traveling, usually I stay away from social, I take a break from social media. I just want to be present. I just want to relax. But I have seen outfits 
like traveling where I'm like, oh, that could be cute. What if I added this? What if I added that? And then I'll come back home and then kind of start like working on it from there. Do you uh, buy pieces when you travel? Have any of the pieces that you've purchased while abroad inspired anything? Every now and then. It really, it really depends. Because some trips will be like a solely relaxing trip. Like I come to eat, sleep, that's it. Like relax, I'm not going off the resort. Um, but then there are some trips where I can go to like the local markets. Because I always love to go to local markets and just get like local little souvenirs. So whether it's a bag, whether it's a dress or something like that. Um, and I think just being able to see how different cultures make things, those always tend to inspire me as well. I remember as soon as you said bags, I was thinking of in um, Colombia, there was this, I stayed in Cartagena and I stayed in like a really touristy, I don't want to say touristy because it, it was touristy, but local at the same time, if that makes sense. I think that it is, damn, no, I had the name real quick and then I didn't, I can't remember the, the plaza or whatever. But there was this huge park that I was walking back um, past and they had like a open market, like a Saturday farmer's market kind of thing. But it wasn't um, foods. It was all tchotchkes, all trinkets, bags, cups, jewelry, um, all it was like an outdoor mall, if you will. And when I tell you, I spent probably an hour deciding on a fucking bag. And not just an hour at, I didn't spend the whole hour at this woman's booth though. I'm not that far going, but I walked around. Like I, as soon as I got in, I saw the bags and I knew that, all right, I want one. I just don't know which one. I'm very indecisive. I have a difficult time uh, making a decision for the most part, because in my mind, if I choose one, that means I'm leaving something else behind because I also just don't want a ton of shit that I'm not going to do anything with. And I ended up walking around that whole place, buy this here, buy that there, check this, price match this, blah, blah, blah. And then I went back and this woman was so gracious and so fucking patient with me. And she was really helping me. And mind you, this is all through like broken English, broken Spanish, translator app, just like, well, what about this one? Okay, I'll give you this one for this price, but let me show you this one over here. What is your experience like with your customers? How do you, um, especially being that a lot of them are custom items, what is that communication like? Do you work with people long distance? Do you, like, what is that process? Um, Luckily, I've had customers from the US. I've had some international customers as well. Usually, it's just a matter of communicating and asking questions just to really understand what the customer is trying to say. I think a lot of times when people want to order from my website, I think a lot of people don't understand the made-to-order process. So I think a lot of people are hesitant sometimes because, like, you know, will I get this in time? Like, similar to you, like, you're like, hey, Mm -hmm. like, I'm going on vacation. And I think in my email, like, it says, like, if you need this by a certain date, email me and let me know. And what did I do? I said, hey, I'll prioritize your order so you can yep. get it in time. And usually, Seamless. you know, I'm able to prioritize. It's just a matter of communication. Um, so I think for me, I always do just tend to listen and understand the customer and try to understand, like, what they need so I can do the best that I can to meet that need for them. 
Have you had any um, negative travel experiences? I hate to ask, but I always like asking because I feel like sometimes people um, glamorize travel as like, oh, this is it's all great. It's so it's so good. It's so good. But shit goes wrong. But there's also a lot that can come from things going wrong in my experience. So I'm curious as to if you've had any experience with things going wrong, but then hopefully working themselves out or showing how the lesson could be taken afterwards. I would say a not so pleasant travel experience was when I went to China. So not necessarily in the airport. So we had to go to some remote parts of China and everybody was just staring at me. And I guess they never seen like a black person before. And it would just made me so uncomfortable because my coworkers, you know, a couple of them are Caucasian and then the rest are Asian because they work in our China office. So I'm just here walking around. I had my braids. Girl, they were just like looking at me. Like we went to a restaurant. These little girls practically would have sat on my lap all in my face. Like, and I'm just like, this is crazy. Like, yeah, <laughs> this is crazy. And it was just, for me, it was just very uncomfortable, like very uncomfortable. And I'm just like, I don't know if I'm coming back to China because this ain't it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you there. I really don't like, oddly enough, I'm a Leo, but I do not like being the center of attention. I too uh, like to deter from a gaze, but China, yeah. Yeah. And I wasn't even in a remote part. So I know that had to be like next level in your mouth. I remember there was this one where I was in Shanghai and we're not far from, is it called the Bund? I think it's called the Bund, but there's like a very, um, what's a financial hub in the general area. There was like a huge mall in the general area, but I was also in old Shanghai, which I know from the tour that I did, Hey, Nikki, um, that a lot of them have been there for generations. It's very, you know, I get it, get it. And not everybody was, but you could tell the ones that ain't really been too far away and haven't seen too many other people. And in that same vein of like being the center of attention, have you ever had an experience in terms of you know this look, you feel great in this look, this is exactly the outfit or the the ensemble that you had in mind. Have you ever felt uncomfortable being in your full fashion bag, but like in a destination or in an environment that didn't necessarily um, gaze with endearing eyes or you know what I mean did have you ever felt uncomfortable being because I know some people don't like being overdressed and some people don't like being underdressed I'm a person of the school that's there's no such thing as being overdressed but that's just not I feel that that's good for someone but it's just not my it's not my spirit it's but I just don't gauge I don't judge people for doing that have you ever felt that you have been judged in your fashionable decisions trying to think of a trip (laughs) I know there are times I'm not going to say like a specific trip but I know where there are times like I tend to overdress I feel like that's me I feel like when you go on vacation like part of the experience is dressing up Mm -hmm. and then I think a lot of times the places you travel to or the resorts you stay at 
there's not too many of us on the resort. So here I am just looking fabulous and, you know, our lighter brothers and sisters are just like looking you know, they just got their old Navy tank top on with their flip flops. <laughs> that big old American flag shirt. They sell four dollars every fourth to fucking July at Old Navy. Yeah, I know the shirt. <laughs> so I'm sure they'd be looking like even when I went on my last trip, someone was like, Oh, I love her dress. And she was just like, you know, she had on like regular stuff. And I'm just sitting here. I heard her, so you know I had to do a little twirl for her. <laughs> <laughs> the shoulders real quick. But I don't like, I know that, you know, my fashion, it's not out there in terms of being, like, revealing, but it's very, like, elevated compared to where people just throwing, like, tank top shorts and stuff. So I don't mind when people, like, look at my outfits. Most of the times they will give me compliments. Sometimes it's a little bit uncomfortable. You're like, am I doing too much? And I'm like, well, no, you know, this is me. Like, I'm going to dress up. I'm going to enjoy every minute of this vacation from the fashion to the food to the flight, all of it. So. It don't bother me. <laughs> Good. I feel like the last time I felt underdressed, and this was this was fun, but not fun. So I ended up uh, going to Miami for my birthday, and I I find related sidebar. I find that it's so much easier to casually shop, like buy things when you don't need them so that you don't overspend or rush and just buy some shit that you don't really like, but feel is appropriate for whatever the occasion is. I've always found that when I wait till the last minute to find an outfit to, you know, work, I mean, when I wait till the last minute to find an outfit that'll work for whatever the event that I'm going to, it, I end up spending like, wild bread for no reason and then I like it but then it's just like I know good and damn well I'm only gonna wear the shit once that being said I felt like I waited to the last minute for Miami to feel like no I actually want to look like something when I'm in Miami it's my birthday like I want to have I want it to feel like I'm in Miami and I had a bunch of t-shirts and some shorts and shit and I was just like we're leaving tomorrow this is it this this is all I got but when I got there, I had one good, I knew that we were doing, I told him, I just want one fancy dinner. Like I want to dress up and he gave me that. But it turns out this nigga ended up finding so many really, really nice places. And it was like, uh, so I don't feel prepared. Like I don't want to wear a t-shirt into a restaurant where everyone's going to have a look. I felt like I was absolutely going to be uncomfortable because I wasn't going to look the way I wanted to present. So we ended up going to, I think it's called Wynwood area. It's kind of like, I think it's Bushwick Art Collective, if anybody is familiar with. It's just a neighborhood that's got a ton of graffiti, ton of street art and buildings are beautifully decorated and all that kind of shit. Sidewalks are spray painted, mad cool. but I realized that I have um, my my tastes do not correlate with my budget, and so I found like a couple of perfect outfits in Scotch and Soda. But I don't have Scotch and Soda money. It's kind of like um, <laughs> I love a good anthropology. I love a good free people, but that like fresh off the line retail price, I ain't got it. I don't. And 
for you as a fashionista, as a designer, what would you suggest or how would you kind of, I'm looking for the word without saying suggest again, because I have words and I have a vocabulary. How would you, but if that is the most frustrating thing is like that I know, I know the fucking words. I got to read more because I feel like there's a fucking synonym out there for suggest. How would you give an opinion to, <laughs> I ain't got it, y'all. How would you fucking suggest someone <laughs> that sees what they want, right? Like, but their budget doesn't match. And this is not a necessarily a brand quite, but this is more of a fashion question. Cause I know sometimes people automatically say fashion is designer design. I totally disagree with that. I don't think it, I don't, the labels don't really do it for me, but I know. And that's like I said, I started saying for me, fashion is about the story. It's about the expression of self. And that's why I can say comfortably, comfortably that I enjoy fashion, but at the same time, not in the general understanding of when people say that they enjoy fashion because generally when somebody says they enjoy fashion most people would assume that they meant they love a good you know outfit for themselves that they dress every day that they're always put together depending regardless of what that style is whether it's street style whether it's you know glam or something else how would you suggest someone kind of try to find their look find their like as someone that is actually into fashion how does that look like in you giving advice or how does that look in you giving I would say just start with the Pinterest board that would definitely be helpful because if you take a Pinterest board and you start to see things you like and you know you just continue to pin and then once you go back to the board you'll kind of see what you kind of gravitate towards whether it's neutrals whether it's color whether it's print and then you can kind of go from there like, okay, maybe I need to add more of this to my closet and more of this. But I think in shopping in general, because I know you were asking like, you know, if it's not in your budget, like kind of like, what do you do? But I think the best thing is to save for it, right? I think with fast fashion, so your Forever 21, your Zars, your H&M, these clothes tend to be cheaper and it's fast fashion because it's fast. Like they literally come out with stuff day after day after right. day after day after day. And they make it so cheap because people are like, oh, it's cheap. And then you just keep buying more. So then you end up with a closet of things you don't necessarily love. You only wore it once, but you don't necessarily love those pieces. So I would start saying, like, make some choices, like, to get investment pieces. So whether you see something, like you say, it's $100 and you're like, okay, $100 is not in my budget. Okay, well, maybe for four months, you save $25 and then at month four, you can go buy it. Maybe it'll be on clearance by the time you I was you about to, to say, <laughs> might be the fuck on sale, bro. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> but I think just, I think the Pinterest board is definitely one way. And then following some icons or fashionistas on Instagram that you like their style and then you can start to see how they put together looks, and then you can try to incorporate some of those looks. And I think one of the easiest ways to try things out is just to go thrifting, right? So you don't have to have a lot of money. You don't have to make a big investment, but start playing with some colors, start playing with some prints and some silhouettes and stuff. And then you start to develop a style. So then when you're ready to, ready to make those 
investments into your wardrobe, you already know the pieces that you like, and you're not just buying something that's just going to end up sitting in your closet. I was saying, actually, to my cousin, Tay that, because we used to thrift real heavy back in, what was this? Y'all, it was a while ago, a couple years. And I absolutely fucking love it. It kind of brought me back to, because my mom, I love you, ma. Promise, promise you. Never liked when you would buy me clothes. No. I felt, and you know what? Now that I'm grown, I feel like you didn't dress me the way you would dress yourself because I remember you had some fly shit. (laughs) And I would prefer when my grandma take me shopping. My Nana was fly to church, boy. You hear me? When she pull up on Sundays, when I tell you that suit was sharp. Nana stay sharp. And it was like, okay, I want grandma to dress me because grandma gonna let me get some drip. Like grandma will always let me pick out the nicest shit. And I feel like the stuff that my grandma picked out, I actually liked. I learned real young. When my mama picked some shit out for me, I didn't like it. I did not. Like, so I, like when we would all three go shopping, it would be like, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna call grandma. <laughs> I don't want to go with my mom. <laughs> but I ended up falling into thrifting. And this was probably back in like when YouTube really started picking up in like the early 2000s. And actually, before I forget, Thrift and Tell is one of my favorite uh, IG accounts. She does a lot of really incredible styling with a lot of her thrifted goods. And I can absolutely 1000% back you on thrifting being a good way for you to, at a low cost, kind of play with different looks, play with different ideas and see all what you want. Because honestly, if you spend $2 on it, you get it home and you realize you don't like it. You just spent more than that on, you know, your breakfast sandwich. You know what I mean? Um, And that being said, I think if you play with a couple of styles, it makes it a little bit easier for you to justify spending more on a piece when you know, okay, this fabric, I fucking love the way it feels, or I know that this cut is not flattering as much as I like it on other people. When you know what works for you and you shop for that, when you shop for your body and not somebody else's body, it, First of all, it's going to look better. Promise you. Because just because it looks good on the mind, we've all ordered some shit that did not look the way it looked on the internet. Whether that be because, you know, some brands and lines swear that, you know, a women's four is like a child's size 12. It's like some shit just runs wild. Wild. And it, it don't, a lot of times look the way the pictures look, but you don't have that issue when you're able to see, touch, feel, test it out, try it, repeat, and then say, okay, I know that a really good corduroy blazer is good for my frame. So now I don't feel bad spending $300 on this blazer from this designer whose stuff I've been following for a while, because I know that this shit is my thing now. So all that being said, what is coming for the future of Akia Nicole. What do you have in the works? So working on some new pieces is <laughs> still in the works. Um, 
so just different. I know, like, the captions have been a big hit with my customers. Um, the robe has been a big hit. So looking into, like, some kimonos um, and some newer captions and some in robes in different lengths because I've got some requests where this one, this robe is, like, a full-length robe where some people have said, hey, can you make one above the knee or can you make one with shorter sleeves? So just trying out some different variations and then also playing with some new materials. So the lightweight fabrics that I love to use are like chiffon. And then you have different polyester blends. I know some people will be like, oh, polyester. But listen, all the polyester that I find is like good quality polyester. Like it ain't going to make you it. Like, yeah, no, it don't. Good against the skin. <laughs> it don't. I love my scarf. That shit don't itch at all. <laughs> so I think that, and some of my scarves, because people have loved, the ZZ has been like, a summer hit this summer and I didn't know if people would like that I'm just like okay let me do an oversized scarf you know you can wear it different ways listen you can literally pack that one piece and be good for the whole vacation just depending on how you style it um and it's and funny you say that I'm sorry to interrupt you but back to that story where I knew I was very underdressed for some of the places that I did know he had reservations at I actually was going to wear ZZ as a bando, like a band, how do you pronounce it? Bando, bandai, band, bando. Mm-hmm. But I was gonna wear bando, whatever. <laughs> I was gonna wear it as a titty cover. Um, but I realized my little wrap looked cute, but I did not want to spend like <laughs> I was too I was too scared to um you know take the risk and have to keep pulling up. But when I tell you that shit is so fucking versatile, like there are so many different ways to wear it. And that's one of the things that I like about like, not just a well-constructed piece, but in getting that freedom of choice in a top. I remember there's this one shirt that I bought from a thrift store um, back when I told y'all I was thrifting heavy and I saw the vision, but I just didn't see the full outfit. And it was like a women's, because I also shop in um, women's, uh, like plus size for um because uh 2x on me is gonna be like a dress and so i bought i want to say it may have been like a size 16 or a 22 or something and i held on to that shit for probably like 10 years if not longer than 10 years and i am very pleased to report that i finally finally saw the vision come to life because i was holding on to that on multiple closet cleans like does this bring me joy <laughs> but it was three dollars i'm gonna put it back it's gonna go it's gonna come in time and it it finally came but versatility is one of the things that i know that i look for when i am purchasing pieces if i know that it's not like oh it's just like white tees you wear them they start trying to close you throw the shits out but if i'm going to spend more than $10, $20 on a t-shirt. I want to know what sneakers is it going to go with? Can I wear this up? Can I dress it up? Can I dress it down? And for me, that level of versatility has helped me justify uh, larger purchases. And it's also made me feel better about hold, not just holding on to things, but my style changes. Like I've not, 
I don't like the same stuff that I liked in high school. I don't like the same shit that I liked, you know, a year ago. So when I find a versatile piece, I know that I can hold on to it and wear it differently than I was the first time I got it. This way I'm able to develop my style. I'm able to mature with my style and I'm able to, you know, bring some of those pieces that I've had really good memories and, you know, um, great experiences that photograph very well. And I can bring them with me as my style develops and changes throughout the different years. So I will say sometimes you just gotta go through what you have and try to find another way to fucking wear the shit. Because sometimes that one shift in which buttons you put together or if you decide to do it off the shoulder or if it's like an oversized shirt, it's a lot of different options if you actually, you know, decide to step outside of the box that you purchased the item for. And also consider when you're buying shit that you don't necessarily need to stay in the women's department. You don't necessarily need to stay in the fucking adults. If you could fit juniors, I listen, when I tell you I refuse to pay full price for no fucking sneakers, if the kids sneakers gonna be $50 cheaper, I promise you I'm gonna get them from kids foot locker. If you cannot, sorry, that just doesn't happen to be my burden. However, for a while, I could also shop in juniors. Like I could wear kids clothes. I can't now, but I love being in the men's department because for me, a lot of this, I just prefer the way a lot of men's clothes fit me better than, um, like I don't like tight t-shirts, right? So it's a lot easier to hide a belly in a men's medium for me, as opposed to, you know, <laughs> the cute little women's small. Oh my God, it looks good, but it doesn't feel good because now I'm sucking my stomach and I don't want to, right? So try men's, try plus size. If you can get something that's going to be four times bigger, whether it be men's plus whatever, you can now wear it as a dress. You could wear it off the shoulder. Like there are options if you look for the options. And I think that that also needs to extend to, you know, the different brands and companies that you support. The way that Aki was saying that she does sustainable fashions, consider that when you want options, when you want to actually develop and grow in your personality and your styles, that you want to also grow with the brands and the companies and people that you support. So if you are claiming to, you know, not claiming, but if you find that you want to do something different, or if you want to do what you may decide is your part in whatever uh little ways that you can one supporting small businesses always supporting women businesses and especially supporting small owned black women blackity black women businesses high up on the list so akia where can the people find you how can they support you so my website is akia nicole a-k-i-a-n-i-c-o-l-e dot com you can find me on instagram at akia nicole on facebook at akia nicole and i'm now on pinterest at akia nicole i think it's the actual title it might be shop akia nicole and then like the you know how you have like your search name is shop akia nicole but if you type in akia nicole and look for like pages you'll find it okay Okay. So is there any other suggestion you have in terms of travel, fashion, or anything, uh, final spirit moments to leave? What is on your spirit to leave with the audience? You only got one life to live. Enjoy it and look good doing it. Oh, and there we go. 
Travel is more than vacation, guys. I am looking so forward to seeing y'all motherfuckers next week because I had fun with you this week. All right, bye. Bye, y'all.